0: Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt Olson, JB,
1: and Danny Oakstad.
2: Hello and welcome, Magic folk, to episode number 78 of This Week in MTG, your aggregate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. We are your hosts. I am Matt Olson. Over there, we have the one, the only... Danny Oakstead, yeah. Please don't do that. Yeah. Hi. And then we got uh, just JB is over here.
3: Well, that's rude. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're front and
3: center. JB. Where's my theme music?
2: You're uh, supposed to bring that along for yourself. What what what's <laughs> the what's that little like uh Flight of the Bumblebee kind of thing like? It's exactly that. that. I think that would be, or, or the very the world's smallest violin. There we go. There we go. Get Mister Krabs in here just to play it for you. Even
3: why not just play the Lollipop Guild?
2: <gasps> that is great. And you just dated yourself, JB.
3: Yep. All the Munchkins in Munchkin Land.
2: <laughs> we welcome you to the Lollipop Guild. The way that they fucking like twitched at that was always like unsettling to me as a kid.
3: Right. That and the Oompa Loompas. Oh, oh, those Oompa Loompas.
0: Those are your cousins be nice.
3: (laughs) Twice removed on my mother's side. So they're our uncles. Sure. (laughs) Well, here we are.
2: Welcome to the episode. Before we jump into the breakdown of how this episode is going to get laid out for you all, let's thank our amazing sponsor, J-Dubs Sports Cards and Gaming, located in the West Acres Mall in Fargo, North Dakota. They have loads of Magic products and singles for sale at great prices. You can get your deck boxes, your play mats, your sleeves, your booster boxes, your booster packs, ranging from collector boosters to set boosters, and so many different things. Also, don't worry if you don't live in the FM area. J-Dubs ships all across the country, and for our international listeners, if you would like to get something, hit them up, and they will work something out with you. Also, on the weekends... There are Modern and Legacy leagues in the Discord, so make sure to jump into the J-Dubs Discord if you're interested in Modern and Legacy. Yes, please. I want to play. <laughs> and then finally, they can assist you with getting your cards graded through PSA and Beckett. Uh, though, I'm going to put a stipulation on that right now.
3: Everything is held back significantly. <laughs> like, significantly, significantly. Don't expect to see your card for, like, three years.
2: I don't
0: about that uh, Yeah, much?
3: that seems a little excessive. <laughs>
0: But it is well over a year, though.
2: Mm-hmm. So thank you, J Dubs, for sponsoring Three Schmucks with Microphones.
3: Don't you mean smucks? Smuckers. And we only have one microphone. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I think
3: I think Danny's still oblivious to this.
2: <laughs> did you not put him? Did hey, you not inform him of this?
3: Hey, I didn't know this either. Okay, like I even read the back of the shirt and I read it like normal. It was Rachel who pointed it out. What? She, she was reading it and was like. You didn't tell him right away. Oh, like, so that's why Did you why know that that, one that that Danny spelled this wrong? I put did I not put an S? No, you put an S, but you spelled you spelled schmucks wrong, and then you didn't eh. put an S behind microphones. So three schmucks with the microphone. It's, it's, it's right now. It's 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 spelled out three schmucks with a, with microphone.
2: <laughs> awesome,
0: but
3: <laughs> but what makes it better is the one below it is hashtag words are hard. So it's like,
2: I mean. It's not go. wrong. <laughs> it's not wrong. That is what the podcast is on. But like I,
3: re- I read the back of the shirt and I'm like, yeah, this is great. Like I didn't even notice it. It was Rachel that blitzed it out. So so, so, so
0: that's that's where the human brain is a weird thing. Right. We will read words correctly even though they're misspelled. Right? As long as the first or, and or, the last one. Or are they're the same. missing letters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So long as it's the same the same
3: length, the word just automatically pops up. Yep. Or like the first and last. I think it's the first and last. Yep. As long as the first, first and, last and last is the same, your brain will figure it out. Yep.
2: I was going to say, JB just didn't have his glasses on when he was looking at the shirt. That probably was true, but... No. And you also have to remember,
0: I made that I made that shirt in like five minutes. Right. you really look over it. It's like, ah, sure, I'll pay the $45 to get these shirts.
3: Right. There you go. Maybe we should put so, that in the Patreon tiers. You can get, you can get a cool shirt.
1: I'll One, I'll,
0: I'll even fix the lettering.
3: No, you <laughs> gotta leave it. <laughs> it fits it fits a little better now. <laughs> now now we gotta roll with it. We're stuck with it.
2: All right. The breakdown of this episode is, of course, we're always going to start off at the boggle desk. JB is going to tell us about the league weekend that happened. Am I we hope he's going to tell us about the League weekend and that happened. And then he's going to let us know about upcoming events. Then after that, uh, I was going to say JB has some more stuff for us, but no, this is Danny. JB, you're doing this whole episode by yourself. Nope. That's fine. <laughs> he showed up late. Yeah, and you didn't bring the beer. That's what you did. Okay,
3: if I would have stopped and got the beer, I would have been even more late. Yeah, yeah but, but then we, we would have- Would you, have, you rather we have me on did,
2: time? We would have forgave you. You had the beer. Beer is forgivable.
3: Well. Matt was also not have beer for like once in his life. That's that's not normal.
2: Because I was expecting you to bring it. <laughs>
3: oh jeez, don't put Weco- that, don't don't you put re- this
2: on me. We re- covered this last week. You're coming in from Mapleton. You could stop at Icewind or whatever.
3: But I'm not. I'm not like in Mapleton. Mapleton yet. I'm still like two there's, three miles out of Mapleton. So I have to stores. go into Mapleton, which is the opposite direction of coming here. And then I don't even know where in Mapleton it is, to be honest. So I'd like. 10 minutes to my stop, or to my commute. But then we'd have beer. Or I could just hit Bernie's on the way here and get uh, it there.
2: Niv-Mizzet. Niv-Mizzet, indeed. Danny's going to have Blogatog for us. then after that, we're going to jump into the news, the the part of the episode that you're all here for. There's some happy little accidents, a new LGS that's kind of notable that's opening up, Magic Crossover's. Hasbro, investor call summary, and time spiral previews. And then, the finance section where we're going to talk about the weekly winners. And then we're moving to deck of the week, which looks interesting because it's uh, labeled Squirrel Blade.
1: uh,
2: Dmoose2. The drawing is going to be happening here soon. And I guess now would actually be a good time to talk about that. For our patrons that we have, we're going to be doing our our monthly drawings here now starting. Uh, We have... The first, for the those in the $10 tier, we have Infernal Tutor, the judge promo, as the card that you can win the drawing. Right? It's pretty sweet. I helped pick it out. He did. And then all the other patrons right now, we don't have a lot. That's, no. They're all putting for a drawing to win a Kelheim set booster. Danny, you did it wrong.
3: You got to start out. It's, it's the slow clap. No. This is all you got.
2: And don't worry, those in the ten dollars tier, you can also are you are also put in that drawing for that pack as well. Like that's the perk. Is like you get I, it trickles down. Yeah, and we're working on more uh, more things here shortly. Play mats as well. Uh, Bad list build t-shirts badly spelled
0: Or (laughs) purposefully spelt wrong.
3: Right? You have
0: no idea. The
3: world may never know. Danny's probably sitting here laughing like, "Ah, I did it on purpose it took him like six months to figure it out. These dummies. (laughs) This is who I work with.
2: (laughs) They can't read. They really can't read. Right? We got a guy that went to a monoman and an old man.
3: I know. (laughs) Who went to Park Rapids? (laughs) that's That's like two steps above Manoman, okay? Manoman's pretty low down though. Okay, so like three then. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Three above. You know the basement level? Go like four steps below that. That's where Manoman's
2: at. Right. Is the bar so low for Manoman? It's like, yes, you have to dig to get under the bar. (laughs) Yes. Oh, man. Anybody from Manoman that listens to this, you understand. (laughs) And if any higher-ups in Manoman listen to this, you
3: know it's true. (laughs) Do better. Get good, scrub.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'm just a a schmuck with a microphone talking (laughs) shit right now. What do you want from me? No, you're a schmuck. I'm a smuck with a microphone. You're a smuck. I'm a smuck with a microphone. Yes. <laughs>
3: okay. Singular. JB,
2: I pass it over to you at the boggle desk.
3: Okay, so I'm not sure where the weekend standings are. This is just the total standings, so you get that. So well this... yeah, it
2: shows it shows who's in first and stuff. Yeah, and like but
3: point point wise. Yeah, but it doesn't tell you who won over the weekend, sir?
2: Well, there's no, like, quote-unquote winner. It's like the point leader.
3: Well, yeah, but who is, the, like, the highest?
2: Paulo Víder D'Amaterosa. That's why he's at one and non-contested.
3: Yeah, but he's only by one point right now.
2: Yeah, and Gabriel Nassif and Andres Sterin- are and Brad Nelson are duking it out. Oh, Gabriel Nassif is solid in second, and... Andre Strzenski and Brad Nelson are duking it out for third.
3: Well, there you go. There's your top four folks.
0: Words are hard for JB.
3: He just can't zoom in, right? No, I can't. (laughs) (laughs) How the hell did you do that?
2: (laughs) It's called magic. (laughs) What? I I just thought it's like wait a second. If this is anything like a phone, Ah, I could just pinch it. (laughs) Pinch to zoom, JB. Pinch to zoom. Isn't the spread to zoom? Yeah. Wait. Pinch. Pinch, pinch to, to zoom out. But yeah, it's that motion.
0: Pinch to zoom in.
3: That, that JB, motion. It's you, the motion of the ocean. It's the motion of JB getting happy. Oh, God.
0: Wow, that turned Yeah, that, went, that went dark. That went, <laughs> that went, that went dark down the dark, dark alley real quick. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> what's, what's upcoming this next weekend?
3: Not JB. No. <laughs> oh! oh, I mean, you're not wrong. So anyway, you, you got the top four. So and then we got in fifth place, we have Reed Duke. And then it looks like there's a four way tie for sixth right now between Marcio Carvalho, Ray Sato, Seth Manfield, and Andrea Mengucci.
0: Well, who's wrapping up the top 10?
2: Uh, It's a three way point wise between William Jensen, Jean Emmanuel DePrez, De De
3: and Autumn Burchett. Boom. Look at that.
0: Word. Word to your
3: mother. Okay, so for the Rivals League, we have a tie for first right now between Eli Kasis Stanislav Sivka. And then in third place, we have Matt Sperling. Fourth place is Christian Houck. Tie for fifth between Zachary Keen and Luca Magni. Tie for seventh between Corey Burkhart and Yuta Takahashi. And ninth place is Ivan Floke. And, oh Jesus, how many is that? Seven-way tie for 10th right now. That's crazy. Look at that. Okay, so <laughs> the first up, we have the Bern- we have Bernardo Santos. Then we got Chris Botello, Kenji Igashira, Mike Segrist, Riku Kumagi, Torolf Severin, and LSB. Rounding out your tie for 10th. Good times, good times. Is it, though? No, it's Rakdos.
0: That was a good deck when I started. Years ago. Years ago. I was actually going like ten years ago, but
3: right.
2: There was a a couple of Rakdos decks that made it into the MPL.
3: Nice. Right. So we've got your MPL and Rivals League weekend meta snapshot here. From at MTG underscore
2: data on Twitter. The data's uh compilation by at JP Ball5.
3: Give out proper citations. I don't see that anywhere, so I can't. I gotcha. You. Open
0: your eyes.
3: I don't know how Twitter works. I don't know where to see this shit.
0: You hardly know how to work your computer. Right? So it's understandable. Don't don't
3: don't put so much on me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you are little, so I suppose it makes sense. Okay,
3: so anyway, at the top of our meta here we have Anaya Fury with fifteen point seven percent of the meta. And next up is Mono White Aggro with, a, is a tie, with 15.7% of the meta. And then we got Mono Red Aggro with 11.4%, Gruel Adventures with 11.4%, Sultai Ultimatum has fallen down, down to 8.6%. Teamer Adventures at 7.1%, Cycling is 7.1%, Naya Midrange is 5.7%, and the rest of the random jank decks are 17.1%.
2: Yeah, so that uh, Naya Naya aggro deck is just pretty much Naya Adventures. And then what makes it, it's like aggro is having Unleashed Fury, which is red one instant double the power of target creature until end of turn. Right.
3: Yet it only had a 53.3% win rate versus a meta.
2: Yeah, uh, people came in expecting it to, I mean, 53 is really good. But compared to things like, Teamer Adventures and Sultai ultimatum then, and then Naya midrange.
3: Yeah, I was going to say you got Naya midrange sitting here with the highest percentage at 66.7%.
2: With that, the showdown of the scalds paired very well in those decks. Like the, the the difference between those ones is very minimal because uh the uh midrange decks did not have the Unleashed Fury.
3: All right? And then you just got mono red aggro getting stomped. 29.2% win rate versus the meta. <laughs> Just getting wrecked. Wants a red
0: mage? I was a red mage.
2: Right. So, that Palo Vito Damodarosa was piloting mono white weenies. Right. I've, I've got to
3: build an arena too. It's fun.
2: Yeah, it's 32 creatures and four mauled skyclaves. You got four faceless havens as well, which is the. Snowland that you pay snow, 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 and it becomes a 4-3 creature with Vigilance and all creature types until end of turn. Dang. Yeah, Wait. so... Paolo made the good choice running mono-white aggro there.
3: Mm-hmm. Or white weenies. So then moving on, uh, this same weekend, we had the Mana Traders event go down for February, which was modern, we had Swiss on Saturday, and Sunday was the top eight, and we have the standings for the top eight. Do we? Yes, we do. Can you, don't actually have a link. Can you zoom into it? I don't need to because it's the full page. It's not a stupid oh. Twitter post. Was it? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's not just a tiny little picture and just, a tiny little post it, from a little bird just, just a make little it, baby make it robin. Making sure, going
0: make it sure tweet, you can read it. Tweet, tweet. Maybe it's a
2: bluebird. You don't Rockin know. Rockin' robin'. Tweety dee rockin' robin'. See, he tweet, gets it. Tweety tweet, tweet Hey, rockin' robin'. Shut Make up, man.
3: Right? Day, so, our top eight here, it looks like Spider Space, who's running Death and Taxes, took it all. He took first. Hopefully, he's a Mana Traders uh, subscriber, because that'd be a nice, cool four grand for you. Yeah, that would right? have been. T- t- so, I'm guessing that's some of that information that they
2: don't allow out to the public like who right is yeah I, d- I don't think
3: it really specifies you know if, if you are or not I think. Gotcha. It's just something that like once you join it you click on it and it, it shows you your little the spreadsheet of the difference between what the prize payouts are and yeah. if you want to continue as a Man Trader subscriber or not you know. Yeah. But that's about all that they do for differentiating. So then, second place we had Powery with I don't know what the hell this deck is because that's a weird ass name for it. It is a green oh. white Celia
2: we combo.
3: Well, then why the hell is it? Okay, look at what it was named. What was it named? Jewel. Jewel. J U
2: H E L. Right. What I don't know why that's called. The heck you. is that, right? Yeah, yeah. Just, oh, just call, just call it Heliad combo. Call it Celesnia heliad combo because,
3: yeah. right. So in third place we have Musasabi playing a Mardu mid range. Fourth place was X Whale with Eldrazi Tron. Hate to see that deck. Ugh. Fifth place is Karadi Dom with Blue Red Prowess. Six is Phil underscore Helmuth. Wonder who that might be. And he was playing Jun Shadow. And seventh place was Pro Midnights. Sorry if I'm butchering your guys' <laughs> MTGO
2: names. I, I'm just going with it. I feel MTGO names are okay because right? you don't know how it's supposed to be. Like right. With uh, Big, B I G G, you just think Big, not Big G.
3: Right? Second yeah, because is not capitalized. Yeah. What the hell is that? <laughs> So anyway, Pro Midnight's was playing a four-color stone blade, and then rounding out the top eight, you had Elf Kid playing a Demir Mill. So definitely, you know, some some good diversity in the modern field right now.
2: Especially after that band shakeup there, right? That needed to happen
0: like six months ago. Yeah, yeah, you are did. not wrong with that at all. Or maybe even a year ago. Eh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Earl was pretty pretty early on uh, adopted in a lot of the formats. Like this card is bonkers.
0: Yeah, he he what broken modern like the week after it came out. Pretty much, like just he was basically
3: became an auto include. If you were yeah, if you were playing blue, blue green or green, you were it, there was no downside to splashing for the other color to get Earl. It was yep. you you just that's what you did.
0: Yep. Yeah. So. Yep. Uh, Earl should have been out a long time ago.
3: Yeah, we're going to the upcoming events, but uh, piggybacking off of the Mana Traders, this month's Mana, or Mana Traders series, starting here in March, uh, it's actually started today, as of recording, is going to be Pioneer.
0: Who plays Pioneer? A lot more people know um, that they made the band. I will if
3: I can win four grand. It's I worth pl- it.
0: I haven't played Pioneer since...
3: I haven't played Pioneer we- since the last time it rotated through
0: the Man series. That was the last time I touched it. Are last get- time I touched it was Pioneer League at J Dub's,
3: and it was shit. The last time I played it because all I played against was Demir Inverter. Yep, and wow, I was like, just long I long to that was bang my head against a wall. What you got to try now is since you like since you like Boggles,
2: how about you try Azorius Auras? That's been putting up good results.
3: No, I'll just try my Pioneer Boggles again.
2: But Azorius Auras, you get curio- or Insightful Curiosity or whatever the green,
0: yeah, or blue, white. I can splash is. blue for that. You can play my mono red burn.
3: Because my paper Pioneer bottles is Bant colored for Staggering Insight. That's what it and is. And a couple staggering. other things.
2: What are, what are you gaining having green? Is Glade Covered Scout in?
3: Glade Covered Scout is Pioneer legal. Is it? Okay. Yep. And Bessar Tower Archer okay. is a two-drop proof. But that's green-green. With reach.
2: It's green-green, though, not one green, right?
3: No, I think... Uh, fuck, I can't remember. It's been so long. I want to say it's one green, but I can't remember for sure. But it's still... I mean, it's still worth it. It, it, it For Pioneer, it's a slow enough format. It's fine.
2: Right, and it's still still evolving.
3: Just like you can play After the, the, the Unflinching Courage in Pioneer. It's a three drop, but it, it's fine because Pioneer's a little slower.
2: Right. Turn five. You can duke it out that way.
3: Right. And that's why I also feel that it's worth the, the the blue splash more in Pioneer versus Modern because, yeah, you're going to have a little more shaky of a mana base, but it's fine in Pioneer because it's that much slower. Okay, so for upcoming events, we've got some satellites going on because we're on the road to Strixhaven Championship. Woo-hoo. Insert air horn. Good stuff. So our satellites are running March 5th and March 6th. Satellite 1 through 4 are starting on Friday, March 5th, starting at 5 a.m., one at 1 p.m., one at 7 p.m., and one at 10 p.m., and this is all Eastern time, by the way. And then on Saturday, March 6th, we have satellite number 5 through 8, starting at 5 a.m., one at 10 a.m., one at 3 p.m., and one at 8 p.m. So if you're feeling froggy, sign up for some uh, SCG satellites and let us know how bad you do. I'm not. I, I, I. don't. I don't feel like I'm quite good enough for SCG level yet. I think I might give it a shot. I get, I feel my especially because isn't it standard too? Yeah. Yeah. And just uh, I'm not good enough in standard right now. Standard sucks. But on a side note, it's only seven bucks to enter. It doesn't seem like a bad deal.
2: Maybe that's maybe that's one thing that we can do to expand our content is on the weekends we take turns for satellites. JB satellite attempt. Matt satellite
3: attempt. Right, watch me crash and burn. Danny's satellite attempt. <laughs> I think Danny needs to go first. <laughs>
0: you know how long it's been since I played standard.
3: It's just like riding a bike. It is.
2: You can you can you can flip cards, you can tap lands,
3: and, right?
0: and it's the I, same had to, thing. I had to ride a ride on bike with freaking training wheels on in standard. Let's just play Mama Red, ride you'll be fine.
2: Bike with no handlebars.
3: Right. So Just play mono red. You'll have a 29 point, st- point something percent chance of winning. You'll be fine. You got
2: to have almost all those cards, Danny.
0: What? Standard red?
2: Yeah. You've you you you've had to get in your tour, all your tour brands. And
0: Is he still st- standard legal?
2: Yep. Throne.
0: As well as throne well. doesn't
3: rotate till fall. Yep. You have time.
0: Yeah, but that means i don't have to take now.
2: I think you can get snow or frostbites and stuff. Yes. Torbrand Tor baby. Dude s- s- uh frostbite with Torbrand is And Torolf. And Torolf. There we go. That's where we can that's where we start off with a hypothesisal yes, standard. We get it started in standard, evolving it from there, seeing what we can do right? and evolve it from.
3: Let her rip tater chip. Boom. I'm gonna burn your face.
0: i just rather shock people for twelve. <laughs>
3: Hashtag, do you feel the burn? You feeling it now, Mr. Krabs?
2: I know Boggle did.
3: <laughs> we're, just, we're just not going to talk about that. It looks like that takes care of my section. So, oh, you're
0: done now? I think I'm done now. Finally.
3: There was, at, some eight,
0: good... at 8.36,
3: some good niv visiting in there. Yeah, I blame Matt for his little soapbox diversion. Okay, so that soapbox...
2: Uh, you know, I'm going to put that soapbox in the Patreon. So another reason for y'all to join the Patreon. <laughs> that whole conversation that you're missing out on and like, what conversation were they talking about? It's on the Patreon. Join in. Three dollars. You could put in a drawing for a booster pack of whatever once a
3: month. And then you get access to all our blooper clips.
0: I'm out of beer. <laughs> That's how long you guys talked. I'm out of beer. Anyway, <laughs> moving along to blog the talk of the week. I got a couple. I don't like that shitty drink over there. Oh.
3: Right? Um, high five. Stabs. Air, high five. <laughs> Why do you got to have short arms, JB? I'm a short person, damn it.
2: Yeah, you are.
3: At least you admit it. Enough so that I had to climb on top of the trigger that I was working on today and, like, go in and, like, snake myself through the top because I couldn't reach from the bottom.
2: Do they give you a parachute? like was that one of the things that they had to do when they hired you to make sure if you fell from the top of a trailer you can pull the cord and not fall to your death
3: no cuz we have scissor lifts here
2: uh, so you're hooked up to that mhm should be doesn't mean
0: yeah is. no we don't
3: have we don't have harnesses
0: <laughs> that's not osha approved
3: osha sucks osha doesn't like you to get your work done on time <laughs> this week in OSHA complaints but to do
0: like making sure that you get home safe to your kids
2: more
3: importantly I mean make I it still the- get home safe to my
2: kids if he loses another Until inch or two time. who's gonna notice right it's true if he falls head first into the ground compacts his spine no one's gonna notice that he's any shorter
0: right except that he's in a wheelchair
3: I'll still be the same height
0: <laughs> actually he'd be taller <laughs> Taller and quicker. Oh, God. The first vlog talk of the week comes from DarkFox190. He asks, uh, you said you were, not, uh, we're not cutting back on Magic Worlds. Just as much Magic IP is going to be generated each year as is now. Can you explain this? Uh, we are getting an extra supplement set to replace the loss of Magic IP, that is the Forgotten Realms and Lord of the Rings sets. Are the Warhammer 40, 40, 40k commander decks in addition to the normal commander releases for the year or are they replacing those a straightforward and honest answer is needed here and would go a long way to reassuring upset players first of all I don't understand why players are upset they're getting it's an extra set outside premier sets so it's like technically conspiracy conspiracy or unhinged or
3: modern, horizons. technically
0: even modern,
3: because unpopular opinion here. People are probably going to shoot me for saying this, but guess what? What people don't like it when shit mixes with their magic because they're just snobby. No, no but, I, but that's here, that's here, a bullshit reason first and here's, foremost. Here's it thing, is, here's, but here's here's that's a, people are like that. But they're, here's the thing, I though: don't want step mixed up in my magic. This is terrible.
0: That's here's the thing, though. Those those who are like that have been playing since '93. Usually, those are the ones who have been playing since '93.
3: And they need to realize that who, times who, change
0: who are still like reserved. Or the reserve that has to say reserved can't change. Nothing can never happen to my cards that are worth a few hundred thousand dollars.
3: Well, then they can stick to their 93, 94 old school format and leave us alone.
0: Yep, exactly. <laughs> go, go to, go play before modern. Right. Um, but anyways, March reply back to this is uh 2021 has four magic IP premier sets, Kelheim, strict and the two Innistrad sets. And universe Beyond stuff isn't going to be premiere sets where we do the vast major or isn't going to be premiere sets where we do the vast majority of our world building.
3: Yep. Yeah, so they're not going to be sets. So in this what I get out of this is they're going to be some sort of either like a pre con deck or most likely it's going to be just a secret layer. It's going to be a supplemental product. It's it's that's not like it's not what what
0: going the- to be secret layer. Because it's not going to be five, six cards.
2: Well, they're not necessarily saying. uh, If I'm not mistaken, there was at one point that, like, uh, there's an article or someone was talking about specifically that Secret Lair versions of these crossover of uh, universe beyond could be a thing as well. Like, Wizards, Wizards, now that it's actually branching out into its own Wizards branch, which we're going to be talking about later in the news here in a second, they're going to want to do every everything possible if they can get five cards from uh i don't know insert whatever pop culture thing that's going on right now that they can go off of uh pokemon i don't know <laughs> like they, they do a five card pokemon crossover that's not happening yeah, but like that, they do that, 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 that never that's happen. that's kind of like the thing of a secret lair uh, another like rendition of godzilla that's not going to be a whole set like a Lord of the Rings is going to be. And if these... Right.
3: And now that's that was my next thought is if maybe they're just going to do like what they did with the Godzilla cards in Ikoria where it's just a no, cosmetic no, no, no. variant.
2: If they're going to be a separate thing the way that it made it sound. We're going to cover an article about that here later on. And I feel we can dive more into Foreshadow. it there. But a lot of people online are speculating that it's going to be like that where it's an unhinged Modern Horizons extra set that's going to be paired next to it that's not going to be, it's just, it's just Wizards pumping out more product because, again, later in the news, Wizards made so much more money when Hasbro was losing money so that's why they branched off. And so it's like, okay, Wizards is making money. Let's give them a lot of these resources that, that they can have. And it's like if they can now, instead of making 100 products a year, can make 120 because of universes beyond and then getting IP crossover with... I'm using Pokemon, I guess, or like Call of Duty and stuff like this is going past the Warhammer and Lord of the Rings because those honestly, I like the idea that people are not happy with Warhammer because they're not going to be doing guns. It's like, first off, they've done guns because we got pirates with fucking flintlock pistols.
3: Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, there was a whole article that came out a couple months ago that showed that. Oh, no. And it like picked up like eight cards that all had them in there. I'm not were up in arms. I'm not into the
2: I'm not into Warhammer 4k 40k. And I imagine that they do actually have, like, assault rifles and stuff in there, but I imagine they also have, like, uh, space guns, like, laser cannons, like, you know, imagine Gears of (laughs) War-style fucking guns. And that's the thing that I'm thinking about with that, and it's like, those are all fantasy-style guns, like the Nasher or the fucking Lancer and shit like that. Yeah. Give yourself whatever that Sunbeam one is that just... (sighs) But anyway... Right.
0: Uh, we move along to the second blog attack of the week It's kind of a piggyback uh, This one comes from It's Crispy Coffee Collector uh, They ask Magic at its core Is about a multiverse Of vastly different flavors mixing together You had advertently Hit the nail on the head On my apparition of uh, UB Which is Universes Beyond uh, The creative idea of magic for a long time Has been you are a planeswalker Traveling the multiverse, learning new spells and forging bonds to creatures and lands. That immerse, immersion is broken if my opponent starts summoning pop culture icons from outside your multiverse. I'm not 100% against the idea of UB, but the argument isn't swaying me. So Mark goes on explaining. As I've explained, it's that already exists. You can sit down and have your opponent play Aladdin, or Frankenstein's monster, or... KOKO KO, if you include Silver Border, you start getting even more. That said, you and your playgroup can disallow that if the experience isn't your liking. We've even marked all the UB cards to make them easy to identify. So again, this goes back. UB is going to be like Conspiracy or Unhinged. Again, Magic is really just a tabletop game. If you don't like the rules that are set, make your own.
2: Mm-hmm. That's one thing that's making Commander such a powerful driver
0: I, of Magic I just, sales. I just don't understand why people are getting up, it, upset over this. Because like,
3: people are just set in their ways, and they need something to bitch about. This falls back on the main conversation that happened during the Walking
2: Dead secret lair drop. Like it, it, when it says here uh, in this blog Tog, you are a planeswalker traveling through the multiverse. The multiverse is not constricted to just like magic world. Like if you're using multiverse as it's meant to be, it goes everywhere. Multiverse reaches every facet, every different fucking dimension and shit like that. So if we ourselves are the planeswalkers, not if we're not like counting like Jace making a crossover, a group making a crossover, or Liliana making a crossover. We, the players are the planeswalkers that are going to these worlds to be experiencing these events. And, and it, it's going to be good. I think uh, one thing also is like uh, my 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 discussion my discussion my my thought that I had on this is th- an example of Lord of the Rings and Warhammer 40k. Both of them apparently had a TCG at one point. This is going to be good for other IPs to get their cards on a trading card game yep. that already has established rules, and they don't have to make like wonky different things. To where it's like, okay, how can we make our game good but not like Magic? It's like, well, let's just blend it with Magic now. Like, this is going to... this
0: let's, is, let's not make it like Magic, but hey, Magic, here. Well, make things that, with our card or, well, or stuff.
2: Well, isn't that like the biggest thing? Like, I don't... I can't remember. I've never... I never played Digimon. But Pokemon is its own thing that's on its own world. I've never played Hearthstone. But if you have these, these games that are established, why not try and port in your IP into this card game to help expand, because getting cards, collecting cards is a big thing that people love, and it's been well, yeah. proven during the pandemic, not only with Magic cards, but specifically with Pokemon cards and any sports card. Give yourself hockey, football, baseball, yep. all of those things are bonker balls, entertaining for people to to, to collect. Yep. And if a person, Lord of the Rings, a company, can get their Lord of the Rings in a Magic IP, they now have cards. They didn't have to go through months of game design, have to worry about making a broken game and stuff like that. It's true. I think it's good. I, I personally think it's going to be good. And people are just, the the stingy Magic players, are the ones that are speaking up the loudest are the same ones that were worried about The Walking Dead. Like, The Walking Dead cards are their own thing. So...
0: So with with going back to the Walking Dead, they should have treated the Walking Dead like they are with UB. Okay,
3: so let's let's. Just well, wait, not take. I take, I take that
0: back because UB will be modern legal. I think no, won't it? so that's what be, they should have it's done. It's going to be in
2: Commander, Vintage, and Legacy, the same right, as eternal. what the Walking Dead. dead what is. I saw Walking Dead was modern. Nope.
0: Nope. Or did they? I thought they. Nope. Okay.
2: Nope. It's all Eternal without those mm-hmm. ones, and I think that's okay. Like. I know so people got upset we, with Rick and stuff being in a vintage league or whatever. Right. That top, or that. we
3: need to. They need to figure out a better um, abbreviation of this because every time I look at this and I read this, like before I, read, I clicked on it when I first I was saw like, it, I said, "What's the black. problem with blue black?"
0: Yeah, that's, <laughs> like, what, I, that's what I thought too. Is like, what? what? What is UB? Right? Blue like, that's
3: blue black.
2: Like, but yeah, no. We'll say it here now. Universe Beyond is going to be Uni B.
3: I mean, I'd be okay with that. Anything to differentiate <laughs> from a capital U and a capital B put together, because that is what Blue Black is. Like they they capitalize everything in Woberg and Blue and Black are next to each other. That's Blue Black. That is that is the abbreviation for Demir. Wizards is good at being able to having multiple names
2: for different IPs. Like Magic Legends, it was a set. A Magic set, Legends, was its own set back in the day, and now we have an ARPG called Magic Legends. Mm -hmm. I know there's a couple more examples I can't think of off the top of my head, but I know they're there because I've seen it on Reddit, and it's like, wizards, work on your name game there, guys.
0: Well, they're doing it on the way, uh, purposely this way.
2: Right? I mean, yeah, why why not use old names that actually sounded good to a new generation and stuff? It's like, okay, Magic Legends... Uh, I'm using Magic Legends because Magic Legends is what I know right now, but it's like ha- the ARPG. And then you're now more inclined to like, oh, Magic Legends, what are these cards? But that's a, that's a whole different discussion for another episode that we're already visiting on severely.
0: You're going to have fun editing this one.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I think this one is where I'm going to send it, put- it off. Put put. Oh no, I can't send it off. I didn't hit up. Uh, I didn't hit up Cole yet. I typically let him know like a day in advance. I'd be like, hey, you want to do this one? I don't want to be that guy that's just like, hey, have this long ass episode. But this will be the episode where I start putting in uh, breaks and stuff for people <laughs> between segments or whatever at different times. With those, Blogatog's done. We got some Secret Lair news for y'all. To anybody who ordered a Secret Lair Bob Ross Happy Little Gathering, you should have received an email from Wizards stating, quote, This email is to inform you of a technical glitch that impacted your order of Secret Lair's Happy Little Gathering. We recently became aware that some customers who ordered non-foil drops of Happy Little Gathering will instead receive the foil drops, and some customers who ordered the foil drops of Happy Little Gathering will receive the non-foil drops. If you have ordered a foil edition but received a non-foil, you will receive a foil edition and can keep the non-foil edition at no additional charge. You can update your non-foil... or. If you ordered non-foil edition, but received a foil drop, you will receive a non-foil edition and keep the foil edition at no additional cost. No action is required on your part at this time. The additional drops are currently in pre-production and we estimate that they will be available to ship in eight to 10 weeks. Keep an eye on your inbox. We will reach out to each affected customer when the drops are ready for shipment, in the meantime, you can check the status of the production at our customer service knowledge pool or knowledge base. We apologize for any inconvenience, but as Bob Ross would say, we don't make mistakes, just happy little accidents. As always, we are here for you. <laughs> if you have any questions, you can reach Wizards Customer
3: Service at this link here. The little guy <laughs> loses it. Happy little accidents. It sounds like Barry.
0: Have you never? Have you never <laughs> watched a Bob Ross video? Yes,
3: I did. I, I. It's just been a while. So I mean, it's it's cool that they're doing that. I, I like that they're they're owning, re- rectifying they're, the they're, situation, they're owning up to their own sakes. But anybody who uh, missed out on these secret layers and wants some Bob Ross happy lands, expect to get them cheaper than normal now because yeah, they're just they're f- they're up. flooding the the market with them, so. doubling up on those.
0: Yeah. Well, so now, this is good. Now those who. One of the non-foils, got the foils, they can frame them and not have to worry about not having their cards to play with.
3: They better frame them pretty tight. Otherwise, they're going to pringle like a son of a bitch. Or they just drop them, being like, cool, and now I have this
2: extra money. Right, sell them <laughs> off. Depending, depending, sure. on, depending on what the, the market price will be on these lands, because if people know that they're getting these, like, they're not going to be pricing them high. You right. know, Maybe,
0: maybe. I, I want to say I would just frame them. Because that's what they're... It's Bob Ross. Might as well frame them.
2: Yeah. Good old Bob Ross.
0: Speaking of frames, it's pretty sweet art that you have over there.
2: Oh, are we going to take a quick break and talk about that there? No, that was our quick break.
3: Yeah, that was our quick break. Matt has sweet art on the wall.
2: Yeah. You can't see it very well, but if you're watching on Twitch...
0: Matt's trying to control his finger while watching.
2: Yes, right there. Right there. Uh... Unfortunately, the this weekend MTG banner is over it. The banner's nice. on the wall. What are you talking about? Let's move that down.
0: Yeah, we'll, we need
3: we need to update the banner on our wall. We need to get a new one. Right. Yeah. That one's we'll way too old. Can't
0: we'll, get we'll, can't get rid of the classic. We'll work on it. We, yeah, we no, can move it f- and we can back. get a new one. No, nope, we're leaving that there. It works good. About and then that. we'll put the other one right here.
3: Why if don't it, we put the the old one there and the new one in the camera angle?
0: Because actually. That's actually in the camera angle. If you look at the screen.
3: I don't look at the screen, though.
0: It's the only thing in your eyesight, or eye level.
3: But I can't read that crap.
0: But you can see colors. Maybe. You see the white?
3: I'm slightly colorblind.
0: The right side of the screen. It's wide open.
3: But it's not. There's a bookshelf there.
0: Yeah, put it over the bookshelf, dumb shit.
3: But then, but then you got to lift it and move it out of the way to get stuff. Same thing there. with that! But that's just covering that, a window. Yeah, He, does, he doesn't open the, the window. window.
0: But here's the thing. You could just put some hooks up there and just take it down and put it up.
3: That's a lot of work for Matt. We'll see, see what
0: happens. You see, he's tall. That's not very high for him to reach. He doesn't need a ladder to get up there. Steps Stepstool. No, a ladder.
2: If anybody in the FM area wants to get anything framed, highly recommend Frame the Game. They're the ones that did this decimate art from the uh, Party Hard Shred Harder for me hashtag not sponsored not sponsored that's like vanna white very vanna white ish but not like they did a good job i have pictures and stuff on the twitter i have it on the facebook i have it in the discord if you wanted to get like better high resolution than just seeing it on the twitch stream if you're watching the Twitch stream if you're not watching the twitch stream and you're just listening to the podcast watch the twitch stream we uh, deviate a lot more than what the edit will show in the end Don't pay attention to the Twitch chat right
3: now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So anyway, so we have some NFL royalty making some different changes. So we have Cassius Marsh. He's opening his own TCG store because he apparently loves magic and Pokemon. Because who doesn't, right?
2: To those that don't know, Cassius Marsh is an NFL player that has been on game nights multiple times with... Uh, Josh Lee Kwai and Jimmy Wong, big, big in that aspect of the magic community. So
3: So his own, his store is going to be called Cash Cards Unlimited. It is going to be in Westlake Village, California. And it looks like they've already opened um, as of February 26th. And they're specializing in Magic the Gathering, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon cards, along with various sports trading cards. It looks like they have, oh, look at that. Just inside the door, he's got a custom mural featuring Pokemon, like Rayquaza, Charizard, and Mewtwo, and Goku from Dragon Ball Z.
2: Goku's not a Pokemon. (laughs) Goku can be whatever Goku wants to be. Right? Right. He, oh, well, he does what
3: yeah. he wants. He, he can never
2: die. If 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 he wants to be Mewtwo, like let him be Mewtwo. I'm not going to argue with him. Right? Pretty
0: sure he'd wreck Mewtwo. <laughs> no, right? Just easily. punch him
2: right in the face. Mewtwo doesn't stand like Mewtwo's a powerful Pokemon, but Go, Goku is just going to bury Mewtwo to the core
3: of the earth. Hmm. So apparently, there's also going to be a, a, a nice display.
0: Words, hearts for this. Words are hard for the. Words the
3: microphone. Right. Yes. Okay. So there's gonna be a glass display case with some of the 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 big hitters. Uh, so the high dollar stuff basically. They're gonna have first edition Yu-Gi-Oh boxes um, that have sold for like six grand on eBay. Uh, single Pokemon base set blister packs that are you know can be anywhere between like fifteen hundred a piece. Stuff like that. So, you know, the big ticket items. All that fun stuff. And his goal, basically, he's just trying to make, you know, the the trading card collectible uh, market just kind of feel more luxurious.
2: It says here like you're at a Louis Vuitton store.
3: (laughs) It's kind of funny. People people don't know what that is. Not that play magic right right I was just about we to don't say, have money for that shit
2: I was just about to <laughs> say the fact that he's trying to make it feel Louis Vuitton like the, the demographic right. is is
3: uh, yeah, right that's but, why I didn't
2: include it because it's like Aah. but the fact is there are high roller magic players that do know what Louis Vuitton is and the fact I that suppose. he's having first edition Yu-Gi-Oh boxes and right. pieces that sell for 1500 bucks and shit like that it's like yeah no that's de- that's definitely a, a luxurious experience The Instagram video, pretty intense. Very baller, like just Mm -hmm. dollar rolling cards, right? Well, wouldn't
0: you make millions of dollars a year?
3: (laughs) Right, you can afford to have the nice the the fifteen hundred dollar pack is no problem. The high roller, the high roller, um, cards, items, stuff like that. So, uh, and apparently, you you have to check in on an iPad. It also acts as contact tracing. Uh, and then you get escorted into the showroom, which is just beyond a vibe area, I guess. Which I, I honestly, I probably just hang out there because that just sounds cool to me. You no, know, it's I guess it's lit with a bunch of neon bulbs and stuff like that. I mean, <laughs> right? I, it, just, it just it just sounds age. fun to me. I probably would never get past that area. i mean, just, just staring at all the pretty lights and stuff you, you never, know how you'd never get in the door. Right? Yeah, I probably wouldn't be there. Sir, you must be this tall to ride this ride. <laughs> right. And then I guess he's got some back room shenanigans too uh, where they've uh, got industrial shelves, of sealed product and stuff, stuff that's going to be shipped out or opened on camera. So I guess he's going to be planning on doing some camera openings and stuff like that. So I mean, definitely keep an eye out.
2: You know, I think we should all take a trip down to L.A. for this. Right? I think that would be cool to go visit this place. You paying? It's cheap to go there. We're we're making podcast money. <laughs> right?
3: Podcast money. Secretly, this is where your Patreon money is going, children.
2: <laughs> oh my god.
3: <laughs> it's 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 funding our wild desires. We're we're
0: not selling the sixty dollar t shirts I can't we can't keep in stock, so uh
3: Right. We're
0: not going to LA as a podcasting no, anytime
3: soon. No, no. It'll be like 18 years from now. Unless, all unless someone wants to
0: donate $20,000 for us just to
2: take a week off.
3: Right. Yeah, I was going to say your color coding was off there, Matt.
2: I noticed. They always are. It's getting better. I'm doing it before. He's colorblind just like you. Danny, give us them cross that give us that crossover news that we were hinting to foreshadowing. Well, to just we already have,
0: we already have given it all to them. But let's recap. Magic the Gathering announces crossovers with Lord of the Rings and Warhammer forty thousand. Um so yeah, basically they announced that over their uh what annual?
2: It was their investor call.
0: Yeah, there we go. Sure. Investor annual investor call. So it looks like Warhammer 40k is gonna be a commander set, and then Lord of the Rings is actually gonna have a full set. So yeah, I, I honestly Lord of the Rings actually fits into Magic more than a lot of the other right stuff. It, it
3: meshes pretty well. I mean, yeah. well, I mean, so well, does D and D though. I well, mean
0: that. D, well, D and D is Magic. Right. That's
3: what Magic was based
0: off of. So D and D is fine because obviously that's already within the realm of wizards right. and magic. Lord of the Rings fits it because, again, it's fantasy stuff. Right. So it's Mages, it, it, Elves,
3: Honestly, it fits more wizards. than Godzilla, and look at how well the Godzilla cards did.
0: Well, Godzilla just has a massive backing or fan base. Right, just because... It's Godzilla! Well, and that one worked because it wasn't actually true Godzilla cards. Right, it was they just, just did covers. cosmetics, you know. yeah. So, yeah, uh, over... The last year, Wizards has uh, made over $800 million in revenue um, because of Magic the Gathering and uh, d d
2: So last Thursday... Wait, what was the 25th? That one day? Yeah, it was the last Thursday. <laughs> Thank goodness. Last Thursday, uh, Hasbro had their investor call, and Chris Cox, CEO of Wizards of the Coast, says that Magic has... 40 million players and that Magic revenues were up 23%. Uh we're reading off of a bullet point Twitter post from Hipsters of the Coast, very nice and clean way to go through it. Wizards is going to start exploring fantasy adjacent genres like sci-fi. Cox also says that Wizards is moving beyond their network of 7,000 game stores to explore direct to consumer channels. That one is important there. Um, we're going to be getting more experiences of uh, Seeker Lair-like purchases through Wizards. And I know that is a very contentious topic between the Magic community because it's like Wizards has taken away everything that they can give to the LGSs and all they're giving is to the LGSs. Is kind of like the... You could be the premier store that get like the Ultimate Edition boxes and yep. you can host these events and stuff like that. But it's like how how much is that going to do if you're just going to be doing direct to consumer sales? I'm hoping for the best. Like maybe there's going to be a workaround that they didn't necessarily detail in this. But, but- yet
3: there's no secondary market.
2: So wizard <laughs> says that they have over a dozen games in development. Magic will officially launch an Android and iOS will launch. Uh, I'm assuming it means arena on iOS In the second quarter between April and June, Wizards is going to launch new fantasy-adjacent brands in the next few years. Magic is introducing a new class of product, which is Universe Beyond, which we were talking about, which is the crossover between Warhammer 40k and Lord of the Rings, and how that is going to be done is beyond all of us. At the moment, they they haven't been able to talk much about it since they just announced it. I imagine we're going to be getting more probably after sometime around Strixhaven spoilers and maybe after Strixhaven because, you know, us magic players, we got to know. And they want to keep everyone's attention on the current stuff like Strixhaven's and Time Spiral.
3: Yep, we're going to get Harry Potter stuff.
2: Chris Cox says they'd be brought into the magic play system and we are finally going to see some potential, see the potential of Richard Garfield's original deckmaster version question mark are we going to finally see the potential of richard garfield's original deckmaster version
3: vision vision words are hard
0: i can read it from here matt
3: words are hard
0: and your computer is like six feet away
3: yeah that does totally say vision
2: it's interesting to see what's happening with this uh that 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 was a big investor call for sure and with that with all these updates that we got on more products and stuff one of the big takeaways that has been mentioned—I uh, know we talked about it over the summer—but Hasbro acquired E1 uh, Communications, which is a way, uh, which was a company that made a bunch of uh, shows like Peppa the Peppa the Pig, and and things like that. And they have this huge studio at their discretion now, to where they can now do the animated series of. Magic, and there's going to be a and d stuff that we're going to cover here in a second, but that's the investor call.
3: Side note, the Magic series on Netflix got pushed back a year.
2: Yes. That is in.
3: So, unfortunately, now we're looking at 2022 instead of this year, so. But, I mean, if as long as they're doing it right, I'm okay with waiting. Yeah, it's. Instead of as, rushing as as, it and making it look like shit.
0: Yeah, as long as they don't make it into Monster Hunter, we're good. Did you watch
3: Monster Hunter? Oh no, I haven't watched that movie yet.
0: I have not. I don't want to watch it. I want to watch it. It looks I just badass.
3: Want to... I want to watch it. I He's, just haven't right? gotten around to it.
2: I don't care about the actor, uh, Jivla
0: M- Mila
3: Jovovich.
2: Mila Jovovich? Mila Jovovich. Yeah, I
3: don't Dude, care I about. Lo- it. I love her. So I mean, that's just it's just icing on the cake.
2: Yeah, it, I don't know the 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 animations. The the CGC looks really good. It does. Looks badass. Or CGI. There we go. CGI looks good. The action looks good, but that's for another podcast. Hey, I'm stopping you before you start Niv-Mizzeting us. You should be proud of me. <laughs> that, job, I know, that, that I know That I've, I am well I've, aware. I've
0: trained you well.
2: <laughs> to those that don't know, I have been smacked in the face so many times since this podcast started. My nose has been shifted. You can't see it behind this microphone, but it's not the same. <laughs> we just fixed it for him. Right? <laughs> We gotta make sure he looks good on this Twitch, otherwise people are gonna question.
3: So anyway, let's just beat this. Let's beat this dead horse some more. So we got some more universe beyond info. I'm sure it's basically everything we've already talked about, but we'll we'll skim through this. So on the 25th, this article came out as well. uh, That you know that earlier that day they revealed that Magic: The Gathering is going to be going into realms of universe beyond. You know, that they're going to be going and and going crossovers to this Warhammer 40K and Lord of the Rings and all that fun stuff. And let's see, the expansion of the Magic Game System to other universes is exciting and new and certainly raises questions for many of our longstanding fans. So today we're going to answer many of those questions as we look toward the universe beyond release in 2022 and further.
2: One of the biggest things that's going to be differentiating these sets is the holographic sticker at the bottom of the card if you remember when we talked about the, the Walking Dead how it had the little triangle at the bottom instead of the oval holograph wizards mm-hmm. sticker they're gonna be a triangle meaning that it's the uh, it's it's adjacent to yes, magic it's... is the best way that they described it
3: hmm and I said that it's going to be branded slightly different, we'll have a specific look as a result. There's still magic cards through and through, but the frame will be distinct, so we're going to have a special frame, and the cards will have a hollow foil stamp that denotes them being different, and it shows a picture of it, which is a triangle pointing down. Let's see what
2: else we got here. Uh, The big thing about this is to the, uh, it says, quote here, to that end, it's worth noting that the upcoming magic set Adventures in the Forgotten Realms, which is the magic D&D set coming out this summer, is not part of the universes beyond for now we're reserving that universes beyond branding for worlds outside those built by wizards of the coast as to whether the forgotten realms are now canonically part of the magic multiverse for now the answer is no. but we may change our minds in the future if it makes sense and it is fun net positive for magic and D&D. and
3: finally fans who have seen us this- Try out a variety of treatments for cards featuring characters from other universes might wonder if we're utilizing the treatment from Ikoria Godzilla cards, existing magic cards skinned with the alternate universe, or the treatment used for the Walking Dead alternative universe cards that stand on their own. The answer is both, but often we'll default to letting these cards stand on their own and we may find charming opportunities to do the reskin versions of existing cards and we'll continue to balance between the two as we move forward. So I guess I kind of was a little bit right with my Ikoria, whatever you want to call skins. it. Skins. My projection or whatever. Prediction. I, yes, that word. <laughs> that word. That's yeah, what
0: I'm here you,
2: for. You were s- spot on with that, I would say. And the the way that I'm at, I'm imagining this is because when The Walking Dead came out as well, they said that they, Wizard said, uh, Mark Rosewater specifically said that they would be able to print these Walking Dead cards into its official magic form or whatever. And my thought process with that is we're going to be getting these sets that are going to have, you know, maybe specific commander decks that are going to have these like reprinted cards into the magic verse, but with their Lord of the Rings or Warhammer 40k counterparts, Walking Dead counterparts. Right. Maybe. Don't know. Speculation on that.
3: I don't know, if they uh, if they do some skins for um, Lord of the Rings, I totally want a skinned-out boggle with Gollum. Just saying.
2: You know that they're going to be totally doing a skinned-out version of uh, Soul
3: Ring, though, right? Right. But I want, or I Rings want, of Brighthearth. One want, of those
0: two. No, it would be Soul Ring.
3: I want the, the cosmetic version of Slippery Boggle with Gollum on it. You heard it here. Wizards? appease jb make it for me please (laughs) yes i want my damn precious i want it now Uh,
0: so uh yeah so we'll move along to uh more piggybacking off of what matt was talking about with e1
3: since (laughs) matt talks about everything more dead horse beating Uh, i can't help it (laughs) i like to foreshadow (laughs) Matt likes to fangirl, get it and, right.
0: And tell you everything that we we're going to tell you in the article.
3: I'll cut out my parts.
0: You're good.
2: <laughs> so I didn't go
0: into much detail, though.
2: It's has- just highlighting
0: it. Are you done? Hasbro has provided updates on upcoming Dra- uh, Dungeons and & Dragons and the Magic the Gathering Internet uh, entertainment projects. During an investor's call today, Hasbro's E1 division confirmed that the upcoming live-action Dungeons and Dragons movie will begin this uh this production this spring. E1 also confirmed the lead cast of the movie, which includes Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, Reggae Gene Page, and Justice Justice Smith. Well uh while various entertainment sites are reported on all four actors joining this movie, this marks the first time that E1 had confirmed the news. Additionally, E1 confirmed that they were Actively developing multiple Dungeons Dungeon and Dragons TV products, with the goal of releasing the first series soon after the launch of the DD movie in 2022. Currently, the Dungeons and Dragons live-action movie is scheduled to release on May 27th of 22. So that is a pretty good group of people um, for that. Um, uh,
2: correct me if I'm wrong. Michelle Rodriguez, she was the one of the lead actresses in the Fast and the Furious series, yep. right? She Letty. still is. Letty. Still
0: is one of the lead characters. Mm-hmm. Okay,
2: I haven't I haven't watched after five.
0: No, she came back. Okay, mm-hmm.
3: she died. Who Who's Chris Pine? Didn't. Do I know Chris Pine? What's he What's he you from? You should. Yeah, um, I'm drawing a blank on that one. Like the name sounds familiar, but I can't put a face to the name.
0: So he's the guy. From uh, Oh,
2: this motherfucker.
3: Yeah. Oh, that guy. That guy. Looks like he should have been in high school musical. So Star
2: Trek. Yep. Uh Jean not Jean. Uh yeah.
0: He's also in Wonder Woman. Kirk. Yep. Captain Kirk.
2: Captain Kirk is what he's primarily known for. Also been in
0: Rise of the Guardians.
2: Robot Chicken. Oh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. He was Peter Parker, the voice of Peter Parker in uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, the
0: old, the older Peter Pan. Or not Peter, uh, Peter <laughs> Pan, but Spider-Man. Peter Parker, Peter Pan, they're the same.
3: <laughs> well, then you have Peter Porker. Oh,
0: my exactly. God.
2: He was in uh, Wet Hot American Summer as Eric.
3: Oh, my God. Okay, so that's where I know him from.
2: Yeah. What? Vampire lawyer with K- Chris Pine? What the hell is that? But
0: yeah, he's in some alright movies. Right. just want to know who this uh, Regé-Jean Page is.
3: Spell it. Who's, who's the last one? Was that Justice something? Oh, he's a British, just, yeah, British,
2: British guy. guy. Regé-Jean Page is well known for being in Bridgerton, Roots for the People, and Sylvan's Love uh let's see mortals spark roots survivor yeah. waterloo road i don't know any of this
0: yeah unless you watch bbc you probably won't recognize them nope so
3: yeah this guy was
0: in
2: jurassic world
3: i don't remember who the hell was he in jurassic World. was he in jurassic world no it justice smith guy oh he wasn't he the kid no
2: he wasn't the kid this
0: week and who is this actor right
3: he was also in Detective Pikachu. Yeah,
1: that's yeah, he right! Was a kid in,
0: he was a kid in Pikachu. Yeah, but I haven't seen
2: Detective Pikachu, so... Ooh, oh, it's such a good... Ryan, it's such a Ryan good. Reynolds' son? Spoilers, sir. Spoilers.
0: Detective Pikachu's been out for, what, a year and a two. half? Two. years? So it's no longer a fucking no, spoiler. No, five right? years. Well, you know, you, you, you want to know what? Uh, Amelia, uh, what's her name? Um, Jon Snow is... Uh, Actually, a Targaryen, for those who haven't seen.
2: No! Now I got to put a fucking spoiler warning before we start spewing this shit, before we start getting all these hate emails. Right? You guys suck. How dare you ruin this for us? In all honesty, if you're listening to us and you don't know about this shit by now, what's wrong with you? I feel like you should be watching. Um, They've been playing too much Magic Gathering. I mean fair. I play a lot of Magic together, and I've never seen I've never seen uh what's it called? Game of
3: Thrones? Game of Thrones. There we go. You've never seen Game of Thrones? Man, you're missing out, dude. Game of Thrones
2: I've, is badass. I've watched the episodes with uh with my wife when it's on and I just I, walk through and then I sit down and I start watching and then I ask her questions. And she's like, "Get the fuck out of here. I'm tired of you asking all these questions what's right, dude, going no, on." You Game, missed 5 seasons. Game of Thrones
3: is definitely worth the watch.
0: If if you want, I have I think the wife and I have all of them on DVD. If you want to watch uh, Mad- them Maddie
3: gets the first three seasons in Also DVD. If you want to go down a rabbit hole You have Netflix right? Uh, Maddie does Watch The Last Kingdom It's you a good know, show You you'll get You'll get sucked into it You say that I'm not I'm,
1: Unfortunately
2: I'm not much of a A, a consumer of content either, Through the show or movie medium
0: Either am I really
3: But it's, it's It's a good show You'll get sucked into it The Kingdom The Last Kingdom The Last Kingdom Speaking yep. of that Valhalla I'm, I'm currently I Love
0: Valhalla. I just got it a couple days ago. Nice.
3: I'm currently waiting on season 5 and I have a feeling I'll be waiting another 2 years like I did for season 4. Yep. Yep. But it was worth the wait. I mean honestly, season 4 was badass.
0: It's like the last season of uh Game of Thrones it took them 2 years to do it cuz it's so much CG. Right.
2: Wade, welcome to the shit show. <laughs> Wade. Hey! Wade. Wade comes in,
3: what is going on? We
2: don't we don't know. We're just talking about all this This
3: week in movie entertainment. Eh, See, what you don't know, Wade, is that we're not doing magic content anymore.
0: (laughs) It's just whatever comes out of our mouth.
3: See, MTG is no longer Magic the Gathering, it's movie TV guide.
2: (laughs) (sighs) Oh my god. Why? why why does this happen <laughs> okay <laughs> you're welcome well should we talk about quickly cover some of the time spiral previews do we, quick, do, do we have quickly, time anymore maybe, i mean let's just, let's quick, do you know this kind is not going to be quick yeah let's just let's let's do a special episode later
3: this week and there we'll get go. we'll get more cards at that point but right, times we're only like what 80 cards in
2: yeah i do i do feel that though we should probably mention the pull rates that have been able to uh, they've been able to fuck her, uh, fuck her out. <laughs> figure, figure out.
3: Words are hard, guys. Words are hard. I suppose we have time to put that in. We can do
2: that. Max Kahn, who is a series manager for the Energy series, answering rules questions with hashtag pocket judge, Mythic Cube owner, and is an L2 judge, tweeted, old bordered... Ha- uh, Time Spiral foil cards will appear in 1 in 27 packs. That's about 1.333 per box. All this to say, your foil old bordered Thoughtseize will only appear in 1 in 91 boxes. With LGSs receiving allocations similar to Master Sets, expect to pay a pretty penny for the Chase foils. Like always. Yep. Yeah. Figure we'd uh, put that in here. In here. In here. And yeah. then from there... We will talk about the finance section.
3: Hey, perfect segue. Cha-ching.
2: As always, we read from the amazing article, Weekly Winners, brought to us by MTG Stocks. They give us three cards that move they deem worthy enough to move up or worthy enough to us know to know about that have moved up in price. And so, we talk about them, and then they give us three cards that are dropping in price that they want us to pick up. So, we're starting off with Ethereal Forger, who has jumped up 230%, now sitting at $4.23. Ethereal Forger is blue-blue-4 for a Elemental Whale 3-3 with Delve and Flying. When Ethereal Forger attacks, you may return an instant or sorcery card exiled with Ethereal Forger to its owner's hand. This card has moved up in price primarily due to legacy, as will everything pretty much in this list is moved up due to legacy, which is a big, kind of a big thing. Uh, One of the most, uh, quote here from the article, one of the most interesting things about Legacy and Magic in general is that all zones are important, and in Legacy, graveyards tend to be much more than just stacks of cards that you've played and or died. For cards like Dredge, the graveyard is the main thing with players actually putting the cards in front of them instead of at the left or right sides of their library. So, Ethereal Forger has been uh skyrocketed in popularity due to the recent bannings in legacy which was like the teamer Dreadhorde, arcanist delver lists and uh you're ne- you're not going to find ethereal forger without a four of of delver secrets chilling right next to it next we have stifle from scourge Scourge Printing has jumped up 197%, now sitting at $22. It's a single blue. Instant Speed, Counter Target Activated or Triggered Ability. So, this is also another card that has moved up in price due to Legacy, primarily. Uh, it is noted here that the conspiracy counterpart of... Or the uh, the conspiracy printing of Stifle is still 5 bucks. so... It is trending upwards. If you want to jump in on getting yourself a playset of Stifles, be jumping on those pretty soon because there's a good chance that those are going to be moving up to the $22 range due to the fact that Legacy, uh, Blue, Demir, and Grixis style decks are becoming a little more popular. And the fact that Stifle just like stops everything in there, whether it be from Fetchlands to Wasteland. Finally, we have Allosaurus Shepherd which has moved up 8.59%, now sitting at $115. She's good. It's a green elf shaman. Allosaurus Shepherd can't be countered. Green spells you control can't be countered. Then it has an activated ability of 4 green green. Until end of turn, each elf creature you control has base power and toughness 5-5 and becomes a dinosaur in addition to its other creature types. This one's kind of split between both piles of Legacy and EDH. Uh, Legacy Elf decks are appreciating this style of a card, while EDH Elf decks with Lathyril Blade of Elves, and for like the past month of Elf hype we've been getting, this has been moving up in price. It's notable. This two, uh, there's two reasons. Quote here. Um, starting stating that its price increase is caused by Legacy as well. First, before the last bannings, elves were the number four deck in Legacy with 4% of the meta. In comparison, the top three decks have a meta of 9.3, 7.2, and 4.1. With the top two decks running cards that are now banned, it could propel elves to the number two position. Uh, A lot of those, those bannings in Legacy were... Arkham's Astrolabe, Dreadhorde, Arcanist, and Oko. So it's primarily <laughs> Astrolabe and Oko that were in those top those top deck slots, top meta percentage, because those cards are just stupid. Yep. Uh, but things are not that easy to end to end of Teamer, Delver, and Blue, Black, Red, Green in their previous means that other decks get more oxygen, and those decks might have better matchups against Elves. So the second reason is the fact that most elves decks runs four copies of Allosaurus Shepherd. So an uptick in play means an uptick in demand with low supply because Allosaurus Shepherd was printed in Jumpstart Jumpstart, which was a printed demand that had a bit of a a muddle product distribution at the beginning. And I don't know actually if it's still getting printed. I imagine they, they still have to be printing Jumpstart. I don't have any sources to confirm or deny that. Pretty sure that's
0: like a print to demand right now.
2: Okay, so like, they're, was, they're still like printing them. those, but only if people want them.
0: Yeah, well, now people are realizing what's actually in those
2: decks or those boxes. Well, Tiny Bones is one of those cards that was like super hyped up, and that's dropped down to around like the 50, 60 buck range. I think it may be cheaper than that. But then you got things like Allosaurus Riders because Allosaurus Rider again, it hits EDH You mean and... Allosaurus
3: Shepherd because there's a difference.
2: Yes. Shepherd. There's a different er, yeah, there's a difference. But uh, in Legacy and EDH, like both those formats, big formats that people like to play, love Allosaurus Shepherd right now.
3: She's good. You know what you know what Allosaurus Rider reminds me of? Okay, so you know those old Shepherd or Rider? Rider. Okay. You know you know the, the old classic clans commercials? The what? Clash of Clans.
2: Oh, Clash of Clans. I thought you said Classic Clans. No, Clash of Clans. I'm
0: talking about the yes. hog riders. Yeah. The hog rider.
3: Wow.
1: <laughs> Saffron olive. Right. Yeah,
0: please. It's your don't. boy. He hasn't done that for weeks.
1: Coriander pepper.
2: He JB.
0: hasn't. He hasn't done that for weeks. We're JB. here to talk about <laughs> some cheap
3: pickups.
0: Hey, JB. do You know how to shut up?
2: We no? ha- we have all the technology. We can make like a. Quick video skit. Why not? We we should we should do that, right? Listeners, hold us to this. Let us make this coriander pepper saffron olive skit.
3: We're gonna start an internet beef and we're gonna become famous <laughs> if we can do that. I'll For apologize. the
0: wrong reason,
3: right? JB, give us those cheap pickups. Okay, so first up, we have the future site printing of Tarmogoyf sitting at fifty seven dollars, and it's trending down slowly. So keep an eye on it. It's gonna go down lower because.
2: Uh, time spiral in the product, uh, packaging. There we go. Product packaging pictures that they've shown has what one can assume to be a Tarmogoyf on there. So Tarmogoyf is going to be getting
3: reprinted in Time Spiral remastered, most likely. Right. Maybe I can actually afford this card. So next up, we have a from the vault printing of Jace the Mind Sculptor, sitting at fifty six dollars and ninety nine cents. It is also trending down. And last but not least, we have the Theros printing of Ashiok Nightmare Weaver sitting at $5.50, and that one is also trending down slowly. So if you want to keep an eye on any of these cards, use a wonderful, wonderful site called tcgsniper.com. You can plug all these bad boys in. You can set alerts for what you want them to be at, and it'll either message you, text message you, email you, Discord notification, notify you. Uh, there's multiple different ways to receive these notifications that say, hey, this card is now below your, your, your set threshold. Click on this link and come come buy it.
2: Or it's now above this threshold because they have the increased threshold as well. So that way you know when to sell. Mm-hmm. And if you go over there, sign up for an account and you mentioned that the guys at This Week in MTG sent you, you will get three months free of their plus program or plus membership, which gives you 50-plus cards, 50-plus options to insert to to look at. And it's like, I don't know. I think that's just a good deal. It's like just type in that we sent you, and you get to try it out for three months, and you're not going to be bad. And continuing after that, I think it's only like two ninety nine a month. It's like not that bad.
3: So anyway. I just noticed the price tag on this deck. It's no longer budget, is it? Well, okay. The only reason I think it's so expensive is because it's got a lot of the box topper and special special yeah. versions of said card. Yeah. So that's going to make the price way higher than normal. If you go with the basic versions of each card, it's going to shave so much off.
2: Yeah, because Misty Rainforest is like 70 bucks, 60 bucks. Right. And, and Hollowed Fountain is.
3: It's got Invocation, 30. or not the Invocation, it's got the masterpieces and stuff. It's got Box Topper. I. So that yeah that's and where... this
2: guy already put in the reman time spiral remastered version so yeah. Right. No, they're just yeah. looking they're just putting these in here to make them look fancy a f right. But isn't that what you're supposed to do? Right. I mean you're not wrong. But if you want it cheap just get the normal fucking yeah,
1: just
3: get the, just get the normal printings please. We are jumping the gun here, JB. Tell us about this deck. Okay, so it is a bant deck. That's running the Stoneforge package. It's called Squirrel Blade. Why is it called Squirrel Blade? Because <laughs> it's got three copies of Toski Bear secrets in it.
2: The green three one one legendary indestructible squirrel that can't be countered, and when it attacks it attacks each combat of fable. And then when a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, they draw a card? Yes. That one. That is a good card.
3: Right. So and and the only thing I I'm I'm guessing that's what they're suiting up because it's called Squirrel Blade.
2: Yeah, put a batter skull or a Sword of Feast and Famine or Fire Vice on a Toski, It's like you're beating wholesale ass. Right.
3: And not losing your, your toski there. So, to start off, we've got four Planeswalkers. We have a single copy of Jace the Mind Sculptor. And then we have three copies of Teferi Time the Raveler.
0: Three Teferi. Or Teferi
3: yep. 3. Three of
0: 3-Fairy. That card just needs to be shot.
3: I mean, you're not wrong. It's a bonkers card. It is. It was. It, it really never should have been printed at three mana.
0: It's Oko, But instead of taking yourself and turning artifacts, it's just like, hey, you just can't have it.
3: Right. You just... And I'm
0: not even giving you anything in, in exchange. Right. And by the time you have an answer for it, oh, I'm going to do it again.
2: Yep. Yep.
3: Right? And then you have to do it at, at, at everything at sorcery speed, too. Exactly. That's the worst part. Like, it's 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 activated abilities aren't really that egregious it's the static ability on yep. it that makes it just terrible.
0: No, yeah. I, I absolutely hated playing that in Historic. I absolutely hated it because every deck that was running at that time was playing it. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the reasons I stopped playing Arena for a long, long time. <laughs> Until right. it's finally been banned from Historic.
3: But anyways, moving along. All right, moving along into our creature package. We've got a single Brazen Borrower. 4 Icefang Quaddles, shocker. 4 Noble Hierarchs, 3 Spell Quellers, 4 Stoneforge Mystics, and 3 Toski Bearer of Secrets.
2: And in the instant section, some of my favorite cards. We have 3 Force of Negation, blue blue 1 instant. If it's not your turn, you may exile a blue card from your hand rather than pay this spell's mana cost. Counter target non-creature spell. If that spell is countered this way, exile it instead. There's three of those, three mana leaks, blue one counter-target spell, unless its controller pays three mana. Four
3: mana leaks, sir. That's four a, mana that, leaks. That is a, that is a four, yep, not there's a three.
2: four mana leaks, and then one remand, blue one instant counter-target spell. If that spell is countered this way, return it to its owner's hand instead of putting it in the graveyard, then you draw a card.
3: And then for the artifacts, we've got a single batter skull, a single sword of feast and famine, and a single sword of fire and ice. Because why do you need more than one copy when you got your Stoneforge Mystic to search them out? All right,
2: whole four of Stoneforge Mystics to get those cards.
3: And then the enchantments, we've got four enchantments. There are four copies of On Thin Ice, a card that I've thought about experimenting with because why not? I mean, the only you know, there is no drawback to switching your basics to snow. Right. And this doesn't give your opponent a basic land mm-hmm. in exchange. So On Thin Ice is a single white it's a snow enchantment aura. You enchant snow land you control. And when On Thin Ice enters the battlefield, exile target creature and opponent controls until On Thin Ice leaves the battlefield. So then we've got your lands. We're running 22 lands. We've got a single breeding pool, four flooded strands, a single glacial floodplain. Ooh, look at that. People are already using the snow duels. Yeah, I mean, look why not? Look at that. The festival. Yep, they're fetchable, they come in tapped, but they're fetchable, that's the thing. And the thing is, like,
2: you got two snow payoffs here in on thin ice and ice wing quaddle. Mm-hmm. Not negligible, but you know, not full on ice or snow
3: payoffs. But right. enough enough to where it matters. Right. And then you got a single hollowed fountain, four misty rainforest, uh, prismatic vista, you got a single one. Two snow-covered forests, three snow-covered islands, two snow-covered plains, two temple gardens, and a single windswept heath.
2: So am I wrong to think that the Toski Bearer of Secrets is replacing the Uros in here, since Uro got banned in Modern? Sure. Because Stoneblade would have, you know, four Uros, technically, and so it's like... I guess in this ass in this build it looks like they split the the fur the 4 euros between a single brazen Borrower and three toski barrier of secrets, right? And Toski doesn't get you the same value as uro because it's not getting you life and putting lands into play, but it is drawing you cards, right?
0: And it's a lot more aggro.
2: The, oh yeah, aggro for sure. Like so you're swinging each turn your opponent's going to be like <laughs> You
0: have to block it. Like, yeah, you can t- you can take the 1-1 for so long, but then, okay, well, that 1-1 builds up.
2: And your opponent's drawing so many cards off of that all the time. Because whenever a creature deals combat damage to a player, they draw a card.
0: No, it's whenever a creature you control uh, deals, deals com- damage to a player, draw a card. Right. You're drawing cards. Yeah. Not them.
2: Yeah, that, sorry if I made that sound backwards. So I just, I wanna, yeah, I want to make yeah. sure
0: you got that clear. You're drawing cards. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is good. So, which, yeah, uh, no...
2: This deck hits hard, and the fact that you have Force of Negation and can pitch a spell queller or your extra teferi to that to help protect your Toski from a Path to Exile or its own or, or another uh, spell queller or a Skyclave apparition, which is actually a little more important. Well, no, you can't Force of Negation a Skyclave apparition. Nope. Got to keep up the mana for the mana leak and the remains. Right.
3: So the sideboard is pretty interesting. It looks like it's made for everything, right? They got a little something. So they got two Ashiok night or not? No, that's not the Nightmare Weaver. Dream Renderer. yes, Dream Renderer. That one,
2: that one. Stops your opponents from searching their library. That's the pre uh, the 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 main thing. But
3: then it also exiles cards from opponent or from target player's graveyard. And then we got two Oriak champions. Uh, it's plo. God, it's past my bedtime. Words are hard, guys. Yes. So it's got pro red, pro black. Uh, whenever another creature enters the battlefield, you gain one life. And then it's got three damping spears, which Stop. is a card near and dear to my heart. Stops the, the storm. Mm-hmm. Stops Tron. And then this one I thought was interesting. They have a single Elder Gargaroth. It's not bad against uh, control matchups or other aggro matchups because...
2: You can get this out, block pretty much everything. It doesn't die to a lightning bolts. They have to two-for-one it. So, And then it gains you life when it attacks if it makes a turn. So. Imagine you're putting an Elder Gar- Gargaroth for those aggro decks, and I guess in the, the control matchups, because if you time it right and have an Elder Gargaroth drop down when you're control opponent has used all their resources on your other things, like a Toski Bearer of Secrets or a, a Nice Fang Quaddle or a Brazen Borrower, dropping this is going to make
3: them think, well, fuck. All right, and then you suit it up. Okay, so then they also have two engineered explosives. you Yep, two Path to Exiles. First creatures. Single Pithing Needle.
2: Uh, I mean, what are you hitting with a pithing needle?
3: Anything. <clears throat> pithing needle is very versatile. I love pithing needles. I usually run two in my sideboards just because.
1: Yeah,
2: you can hit, uh, I guess an important one maybe would be Narset. Narsets get played a little bit, but fairy three. Planeswalker-wise, I mean, you can hit another person, Stoneforge Mystic.
3: Mm-hmm. You can hit a lot of stuff with a pithing needle, sir. And then, to round it off, here's a card we haven't seen in a while. There's two Veil of Summers. Whoop, whoop. This deck looks really good. Right? It does. It, it, it looks like it's got some potential with a $2,300 price tag.
2: <laughs> yeah, but again, that's because they have like all the high-end cards of right. this. Right, they have, and,
3: and they're all foil versions, too. Like they got a foil, box topper, Jace, uh, foil, Japanese alt art, Teferi's, you know, the Showcase Brazen Borrowers, Foil, Box Topper, Noble Hierarchs, uh, Judge Promo, <laughs> Judge Promo Stoneforges, you know, all the Masterpiece Swords, uh, Masterpiece e- Engineered Explosives and Pithing Needles, I mean, it's just all the, basically the most expensive versions of everything you have. Like, all the, the lands, the duels and stuff, or all the foil expeditions and stuff, like, I imagine you can shave off $1,000 yeah, e- minimum. Easily. Minimum. Easily. I, well, no, I could see this probably being like a $700 deck. Yeah, under 1000 That's about what you'd imagine for a modern deck. Right, so, and that's basically just because of all the, the amount of fetches that are in here. Yeah, and again,
2: as we say with every deck of the week, you cut the fetches, you're going to be saving a lot more money. hmm and this deck can function without fetches. And you can change, you know, the the Jace the Mind Sculptor and probably the Force of Negations into other things like those Force of Negations could probably be changed to Remands or you can put in uh, a single or two of Cryptic Command as well. Like those aren't bad includes to help drop the price as well. But you're definitely going to want the Sword of feast and famine and fire and ice with your stone forge package. Mm. Like that's just one of those that's just one of those
3: givens that you're going to have to you're going to have to pay for that. But I mean, those swords are actually fairly decently priced now, so thanks to double masters. Yes, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think fire and ice is like forty bucks. Uh, no, I believe for, uh, sword of fire and ice is below forty bucks. Double masters. Because I want to say Feast and Famine is the most expensive one. And that one's like 42 or 45, I think. Something like that. 44. That's Dark Steel, bud. Look Double up. Masters, 44. Really? 40. Market price, 40 bucks. Beep, 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 beep. Still, it's cheaper than the Feast and Famine one, though. 44
2: for the Scars of Mirrodin, 51 for the fucking. Uh, 49 market price for double masters.
3: Right, seeing so you know, I was lucky I pulled one out of my box.
2: The modern event deck is the cheapest one. That was in an event deck.
3: 47 bucks. Really? Holy crap. Yeah? That's crazy.
0: Which one was in the vault? Which sword was that? The relics vault?
2: I do not know. Not fire and ice. Or not uh, feast and famine. No. I think it was fire and ice. Uh, D-Moose, no. Foil versions do not play differently, and with the current foiling process of Magic cards right now that have happened in the past <laughs> year, you rather not play those foils. Just play the non-foils,
1: mm-hmm. because they're
2: going to be, as we love to say, a Pringle otherwise. You know so, how a Pringle curves?
3: Actually, technically, to answer your question, yes, they do play differently, because the newer foils curve like Pringles, and you, yeah, they don't lay flat.
2: So, like, when you have them stacked in the deck, you can kind of, s- you can see, you can kind of see, you can see where it's at in the deck, and you can kind of, like, anticipate your game plan, pending if it's going to be, like, your next draw, and shit like that. Yeah. <sighs> I'm really excited for these Time Spiral foils, because they're going back to the the old-school foiling process for... Time Spiral and stuff, and they're going to have the shooting star in the bottom. I don't think right. we that's, well we That's
3: what I'm excited. We didn't cover about. that
2: because we didn't cover Time Spiral. We'll we'll do, we have to do another episode this week when the full spoiler comes. We'll
3: out. we'll do a, a time Time Spiral remastered spoiler edition. We'll, there we we'll go. We'll do it.
2: Perfect. Perfect. But that is another episode. This was a long episode. This was a great episode. Yes, thank you for putting up with our asses. Yeah, we deviated. Playfully enough, not overextending, I think. We we deviated
3: like Scotty P's septum. (laughs) Scotty P, no regrets. No regrets? Not even one letter? Nah, man, no regrets. Sort of body and mind. Body and mind. That's what I was thinking. One of the cheaper ones. (laughs) So thank you, you legendary magic folk, for making it to the
2: end of episode number 78 of This Week in MTG. Go follow us on Facebook, Twitter, join the Discord. If you guys feel that our content is worth it, you can contribute to Patreon. I'll give a little Patreon spiel right here. At the $3 level, you get entered in for uh, a random booster pack every (laughs) three or every month where it be, whether it be a set booster of Keldheim, Sennikar's set booster, normal booster, we'll pull from a lot of stuff. And then at the $10 tier that we have right now, you get put into a drawing once a month for a card that's valued at 15 to 20 bucks. Right now for this month, you have one week left roughly to get in to our Patreon to where you can get put in the drawing for the $10 tier of Infernal Tutor, the Judge Promo. So that's roughly about 22 twenty-three bucks, and the drawings will be happening next Monday. We'll do, we'll do, make sure to do the drawings all in the podcast. I feel that that's a better place to do it. And live so just on like, air, yeah. Instead of just like tweeting it out or sending a message, we'll do it live to the patrons. We assume that they watch us, <laughs> and so, and uh, Moose, if you win, God bless you for winning, and then you could just rub it in JB's face so fucking much. Please do. And then just hold that card. Just to be like, you can't have this. But it can. You no, know, you can't. I'll get it somehow. Are you going to California? <laughs> you you wouldn't do it for the cookies. The no bakes. You'd fit in the box. I, mean, I he would. would. He would. I'd fit in the suitcase. On all those platforms, you can hit us up to give us comments, questions, concerns, feedback of any kind. We appreciate all of that. We are striving to be your guys' aggregate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. And if you don't want to hit us up on there, you can also send us an email at mtg at gmail.com. Go uh, subscribe as well to our YouTube and our Twitch. Uh, we stream on there every monday for the episode so you can get the unedited the raw version where we deviate off there's going to be a whole thing uh another thing another pitch for the patreon is if you're listening to the podcast version of this we had a whole spiel of uh land destruction cards that's going to be straight to the Patreons, patrons in the patreon channel there for them to listen to at any time they just want to listen to us argue about that shit yes because we'd love to argue about stuff and then finally, send love to our amazing, amazing sponsor, j Sports Cards, and Gaming. They deserve all the love for deciding to help us out by giving us products and stuff to open up on stream. We're looking to be doing more of that stuff as well. And do y'all have anything else? We should ask Josh
3: if he'll give us a Time Spiral Remastered box oh, to open you, on stream. You know he will. You know he will. That'd be sick. I want to rip into one so bad.
2: Imagine, imagine if we get all this good stuff for
3: him. For him. I mean, maybe. Last time he did say I could set aside a pile.
2: Y- he did. <laughs> because he knows that he that he has a, uh, a returning
3: customer in you. Yes. All the monies. His Yes. One of these days I'll just sign my whole paycheck over him.
2: And then die
0: the yes. moment he gets home. And then
3: I'll die. See how that turns out.
2: But... Do you guys have anything else to add to this episode? No. Nope. Nope. We will catch you all next time.
0: See ya.
3: Bye. Yeah,
0: I took my see ya last week, asshole. It's my catchphrase. Leave it
3: alone. Shots fired.
0: Yeah, please, It's don't. your boy. He hasn't done that for weeks.
1: Coriander pepper.